I'm Ian. And I'm Ant. And we are two Brit Games. Yes, we are. This week, we're going to... <laughs> this week, we're going to... <laughs> Damn you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's start that again. Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Ant. And this is two Brit Games. This week, we're talking about gaming during a lockdown. And rather appropriately, we're recording this whilst we're in the middle of a lockdown. You could tell this by the way Ian keeps stuttering. It's not his actual stutter, it's the lag of the connection we have. Indeed, due to current societal restraints, we can't be in the same room recording this, so we're using the magic of the technology to somehow communicate via magic through our phones to each other. We are. So that's why we sound a little different this week. Indeed, you don't get the uh, the level of dulcet tones you'd normally get from myself. So, what we want to talk about first of all is how our habits may have changed since going into a lockdown. How our gaming habits specifically may have, may have changed. You don't want to know about our other habits. Once we've had a little bit of a chat about that, we'll start then throwing out some game recommendations that we found particularly good during this lockdown. So, for yourself, Anne, how do you think things have changed for you? I found I'm gaming a lot more, much to my wife's dismay. It's been my release while lockdown's happened. I get to relax after working at home because I'm one of the lucky people that's been able to work from home rather than be furloughed or made redundant as a lot of people have been and I'm very lucky to be in that position but being stuck with the same four walls day in day out on a long period of time it's not the most pleasant way of living your life which I'm pretty sure we can all agree on nowadays after uh, two sets of lockdowns this being the second yes, one that we've had true. and yeah my escape is gaming so most nights i am sat on the playstation my other half is in the house watching tv that she wants to watch and i'm in the uh, games room gaming because that's what i like to do to relax and it's also my way of being able to keep in touch with the world I can't see my friends, I can't go to the pub with my friends, I can't do anything social, and I get to talk to my friends via the games that we play, and it's my interaction with people other than my wife, not that I don't love my wife, I love her to bits, but you need more social interaction than just one person, she does, I do, and this is my way of getting it. How about yourself, Ian? Well, as you know, even before the lockdown, I did quite a lot of gaming, but um much like yourself, I quite missed the opportunity at the weekends to go out, whether it's down the pub, whether it's out to get a meal. It was just around somebody's house to just have a chat with people, have a drink and not look at the same four walls. Because uh, much like yourself, I was very, very lucky with this lockdown in that I'd never stopped working. So I've been working the whole way through and that's been a big change for me from working in an office to working at home. And I kind of needed that separation, as it were. So I, I needed to kind of get out of the headspace of I'm in work to, okay, now I can just relax and going into gaming is very much that thing for me. Yeah, agreed. I converted my dining room into an office in the house. That's where me and my wife both work. We sit opposite each other during the day. So it's kind of the best office environment we can have. I'm lucky that my gaming is done in a separate room from like the living room in the house so it's nice to be able to escape it's like leaving the house because i literally have to leave the house to come to my where my playstation is or xbox or switch but it's my way of leaving the house each day and being able to have something that isn't my normal nine to five routine from being in the workplace so yeah it's nice so in terms of actual games that you play do you, mm. do you feel like your choices of games have changed in any way 
Yes, I think because we're gaming more, there's far more variety to play, and we're looking into more varieties of games that we play. There's games that I really wouldn't have gotten to play in, say, 12 months ago prior to lockdown that I do now play and have played and have walked away from because they're awful or I've gone, okay, I've actually spent quite a bit of time on this because it's much better than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, my my gaming habits have changed. Not the fact that I like gaming, but the games that I do play on a regular basis now are different. So I've found that I've started playing a lot more multiplayer games since we went into lockdown. Um, I've mentioned on the show before that uh, I play quite a lot of single-player games, quite a lot of RPGs. I quite like getting into a game that has a really good story. But since we've all been locked away for bad behaviour, I've found that playing multiplayer games has been a good way to keep in touch with everyone. Which, like you said earlier on yourself, it's a good way to be able to socialise whilst you still can't leave the house. Yeah, I think we noticed when we did our lists, a lot of the games we mentioned on our favourite games of all time were single-player games. There was the odd multiplayer game in there. But we had a large part that were single-player games. And I think we're both the same. We normally play a lot of single-player stuff. I mean, we play together quite a bit on things like Destiny, but a lot of the time we're on single-player games. I like my retro stuff. One of the things I've done during lockdown is I've increased my retro game collection. So I've added a NES to my collection and I've added a Dreamcast to my collection that I didn't have before. So it's one of the things I've done. Again, old-style systems, so they're going to be single-player stuff. But I still find myself logging onto the PlayStation or the Xbox every night to play something multiplayer. And one of the first things I do, I turn the PlayStation on, I set up a party and I add an invite to everyone for the chat group for the evening that I know might be available that night. Yeah, and I think another thing we found is uh, we started playing a lot more free games. So with all this extra time to play games, we wanted to kind of expand our uh, our libraries without hitting our wallets too hard. So, you know, we've found a couple of free games on things like the PlayStation Network. So we've got stuff like uh, Star Trek Online, for example, is one that we had to go at. Maybe not the greatest game in the world, but you know what? It was free and it entertained us for a while. <laughs> There's Fall Guys, for example, which I've had a, a lot of mileage out of. I'm still playing that one. I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but... I, I just find it infuriating that I... I lose as much as I do, which I think is generally the the aim of the game anyway. But yeah, I uh, I don't get me wrong. I don't hate it, but it's just infuriating. But, um, one thing that has definitely happened since we've all had a lot more time on our hands is I've had much more chance to catch up on my own backlog of games. So over the seven or so years I've owned a PS4, Xbox One, I've had so many games that I've bought, started and thought, yeah, I'll go around to finishing that one day. And they've just collected dust. Yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. I'm an old school gamer. When the PS4 came out, obviously, with the new generation consoles, we've both gone for digital versions. But with the PS4, it was a disc copy. But I'm an old school gamer. When I first had my PS4, I, I'm someone that buys all my games on a disc. So for my first, say, three, four years of my PS4, all my games were on disc. I had nothing on the hard drive apart from your PS Plus monthly games. And... I've got a shelf of games there that I have played some of quite a lot and played some of very little, even down to the point of something like Red Dead Redemption. I don't even think I'm halfway through that, as we've mentioned before. It's it's a great game, although I'm not so sure on the story. There's so many games that I've got that I haven't got around to playing. And it's purely because things like Destiny and Division have weekly resets. 
and then you find yourself grinding for three or four days to have all the weekly stuff done and then you just mess around with your mates on whatever and then by the time you've done that it's weekly reset again there's stuff you need to do and you run out of time and yeah this is where you have your daily chores in destiny and what have you yeah. oh, okay gotta go do those bounties for today gotta do these weekly quests for today and, and then by the time you've done all those you found that actually i'm knackered now i'm gonna go to bed yeah so once you've logged on to destiny at six o'clock at night for your weekly reset and then three four days later you've spent like till 11 o'clock at night doing all your gambit matches and whatever you've just got the week's too short so you could play several games at any one time and having more time to play games during lockdown even <clears throat> to the extent of like i say very lucky i work from home so my commute time's gone so Whereas it used to be I'd finish at four o'clock or five o'clock and then I've got the half hour commute home and then I feed the cats and I do whatever. I'm sat at home at the moment, so I literally turn my PlayStation on two minutes after logging off from work and there I am sat till 12 o'clock at night. Again, much to the hatred of my wife. But yeah, it works well for me. It's a good way for me to be able to relax and socialise, as I've said. And I think you mentioned earlier on that there are games that you play now that you never would have dreamed of playing were it not for this lockdown. Um, I know that's quite true for myself as well. Uh, for example, I, I now own a golf game. It's not something I would normally buy. I occasionally will watch golf and kind of enjoy it, but I've now got one there where I can just go for a good walk ruined on a TV screen. It's one of those things where I found some of the game choices I've made whilst I've been locked away have been ones that kind of give me the freedom to go out into a world, even if that world is a golf course. Yeah, I guess the biggest one that's kind of taken over our life recently, which I would never have saw myself play in six months ago due to my hatred of the title i say hatred is wrong i just turn-based combat is awful for me <laughs> but final fantasy 14 it went as a it is not a free game but they had a section where it was free for a month during the first lockdown we had and yep. we played it and i wasn't the biggest fan in the world but we've played it, I got to a fairly decent level, and you and another one of our gaming friends liked it a lot. And then yep, things quite a fancy fun. Yeah. And things happened and then we stopped playing it for a couple of months. And about a month ago we recently re-signed back up for it now for anyone that isn't aware of final fantasy 14 you have to pay to play this game and i know that sounds like an odd concept because you have to pay to play most games but there's a monthly subscription to final fantasy and this is one of the things that got me with it when you pay for a game and okay we got this game free technically but to be able to play all the content we've had to buy an update and then paying a monthly subscription when I've already paid for the console and I've already paid for my PS Plus to be able to put it online seems like a crazy concept. But you and our friend got back into it again recently, so I signed back up to play it. And actually, I've enjoyed myself. It's been fun for the last month or so. It's kept me off the streets and nice and busy. <laughs> and yeah, I, I have enjoyed playing it. And I know, you, like I say, you love the game. You've got like four characters up at a very good I, level. I have now. indeed. I'm mildly addicted to the uh, the gambling in there as well. I buy my yeah. daily Cactpot tickets as well as my weekly ones. Don't let him take you to the Golden Saucer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a game I, I wouldn't necessarily have played. Racing games isn't massively on my list of my favourite games. Don't get me wrong, some of them look nice and play nice, but we've just recently started playing Project Cars 2. Which yeah, I've really enjoyed that. 
Yeah, we we've. So I'm, I'm, I'm much like yourself. I, I prefer like a more arcadey style of game that's just a bit more fun to play. But I've really got into like the more hardcore driving mechanics of this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of forced you to almost relearn how to drive. Only instead of a steering wheel, you got a PlayStation controller. And one thing I will say, if I ever buy a car in the future with a PlayStation controller instead of a wheel, I'll be taking that car back. I'll be asking somebody else to drive it back for me because many people will die. Yeah, driving with a PlayStation controller compared to driving in real life are two very different things. <laughs> I, I would like to say I'm a fairly decent driver and then I look at myself on Project Cars and I get, nope, no, no, no. Oh, just, just remember our incredible experience of rally cross. Oh, I'm, that was I'm horrendous. I'm sure we managed to drive for about 10 <laughs> feet in a straight line on that. Our friend who was with us at that time Wish driving the wrong way round the track. And he jokingly <laughs> said, I might as well drive round the wrong way round the track because I don't know where I'm going. And he actually was driving the wrong way round the track. We both passed him. Yeah, just he said that I went round a corner and there he was hurtling towards me. I had to kind of... I say I had to swerve out of the way. I was already, by the nature of my driving ability, swerving out of the way of him. <laughs> that was an horrendous track. track. <laughs> Another game that's... I mean, I've got back into it a little bit, and I'm pretty sure it's not your favourite game in the world. But what I've kind of enjoyed it in spite of that anyway has been Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2's got like one of the best single-player campaigns of any first-person shooter I've ever seen. It is absolutely immense. The multiplayer is fun. The controls are great. It's all very responsive. I think our problem with it is that the people currently playing it are people who've been playing it since launch and are ludicrously good at it, so we can just get shot a lot without even knowing who shot us. It's just PvP at the moment. It's so sweaty. doesn't matter what <laughs> game you're playing. I hate PvP. I'm not, I'm not a PvP player. I never have been. I think I came to it far too late. I mean, before we started playing Destiny, I hate mentioning this all the time, before we started playing Destiny, I never really played PvP. I played the odd racing game online. Uh, I played the odd game of FIFA online. And I think I went on to Call of Duty maybe twice online. And uh, that, that's it. I've never really been a massive online gamer until I, I got into Destiny and the PS4. But yeah, playing some of the PvP games now is just so horrendous for someone that didn't start that way. And... I mean, it's we, we have a running joke now. Thursday's our normal gaming night for Titanfall. We've got a friend that joins us on that evening. And he's very good at it. Me, less so. And it's normally a, a, a bit of a running joke to see how long it is before I slam my controller down and go, I hate this game, into the I mean, evening. I, it's normally I have about... a regular sweepstake position for 20 seconds into the game. And I usually win. Yeah, you normally do. It's just not my idea of fun <laughs> yeah i haven't uninstalled it and i keep going back to it this is the odd thing because you've got titanfall and apex legends which are set in the same universe and i'm not saying i'm good at either i'm better at apex than i am titanfall and i much prefer apex than i do to titanfall the buttons and controls are virtually the same why am i so bad at titanfall why am i so bad at it <laughs> I, I think that the main issue of titanfall is the titans in that it's, it can be quite a competitive game whilst everyone's running around on foot, but as soon as the other team get their times, theirs all seem to be invincible. Yeah, their titans are invincible. Cray paper. My, my titan is a chocolate teapot. The second you put anything <laughs> hot near it, it would just melt into... 
it just seems like I get shot twice and my Titan dies. And wall running, jumping, that's not in Apex. Get rid of it. Doesn't need to be there. <laughs> I see. That's the stuff I love. I love like the wall running and the double jumping. I, I love the maneuverability you have as a pilot. And like I said before, I'm not great at this either. I will die repeatedly, but I'll still have fun running around the level occasionally being able to take somebody out and celebrating that fact and whilst I'm celebrating that fact being shot in the head but it is a fun game to play it's just like you said earlier very sweaty online yeah I just sweaty people in sweaty games doing sweaty PPP (laughs) gives me shivers says the man doing a gaming podcast I make it sound like I don't like gaming sometimes. I hate this game. Strange individual. I know, I know. Yeah, like I say, I keep logging on every Thursday. I got out of it yesterday, but that was all right. But um, yeah, so that's been a little bit of background to how things have changed for us over the last few months. And obviously things are about to go through a big shake-up again as we'll be getting our new consoles next week. We'll see what changes they bring to how we play our games. So uh, we, We've already got some of our accessories. I was tempted to do this call whilst wearing my, uh, my new headset, but I don't think it would work. No, possibly not. Yes, we're both sat here with some PlayStation accessories. Yeah, so gaming will probably change again next week with the addition of our new consoles, hoping they turn up on time. We can but hope. We're, we did know Yodel are involved, so yes. we're keeping our fingers crossed. Yes, other career companies are available and probably advisable to use. Indeed, but Yodel, if you do want to sponsor us, you know, we're here. Yes, yes, prove us wrong. (laughs) So I guess we're going to mention some games now that we both recommend. We've got our own individual list. It's not that we both recommend them. There'll be some that Ian recommends and some that I recommend. But yeah, games we recommend to play while in a lockdown, good for being able to correspond with other people whether it's online through your own friendship group or games that have good player bases with online ways of being able to communicate and find teammates that way as well but also games that can have a large world for you just go and get lost in for a few hours to make it feel like you are outside and doing stuff even in a virtual setting so do you want to kick us off with your first recommendation yeah my first recommendation is I'm going to start with the Battle Royale games because I think that's okay. a good I think that's a good place to start. A lot of them are free to play, so you don't have to pay for a lot of them. So I've gone for games like Fortnite, Apex, this Call of Duty Warzone that are all free to play, and PUBG, which I don't think is technically free, but it has been free on both consoles, Xbox and PlayStation. So they're a great place to start. You don't necessarily need to have a team behind you or friends online. It does help with the communication if you do. But playing those kind of games is is a fun way to start. It's a fun way to get you into using weapons in a first-person shooter game. Now, I am somewhat hurt there that you've missed out my favourite Battle Royale game. With the Fall Guys. Yeah. It's technically kind of a Battle Royale game in that there are 60 of you taking taking part in a game show and trying to knock each other out in the competition. We can put Fall Guys in there as well. That is fine. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your magnanimity. And that's my word for the week. Nice. So yeah, I I get what you mean with the the Battle Royale games. They can be almost a gentle introduction to doing pvp multiplayer especially with the likes of say apex legends where you are on a team with other people so it's not just you on your own versus everybody else 
and I think the fact that quite a few of them have been free has been a big thing for us as well. I mentioned before we're playing a lot more free games, but that they have been, if nothing else, quite good value for money for us because we've got a lot of hours of entertainment out of these games for very little money. And um, I, I will keep championing for guys because it's for me it's that dream of finally being able to play Takeshi's Castle without having to run face first into a door myself. Uh, another one that's come up quite recently, which I've actually finally had a chance to have a go at now, um, I'm not sure if you have yourself, is uh, Among Us. So this is a bit of a different beast of a, an online multiplayer game, and that it's not your usual running around trying to shoot each other. It's more of uh, what you might call a social investigation game. The basis of the game is that there's a group of you, whether it's on a ship or on a station somewhere, and you've all got to go fix various parts of this facility and get the place up and running again. All the while, there's at least one person in your group who is an imposter. So there's some kind of weird alien person that goes around and tries to kill everybody else. Now, whilst they're doing that, if people find one of their comrades' dead bodies, they call a meeting from everyone. Everyone can then start giving their alibis, start questioning each other. And it's then the group's mission, as it were, to try and figure out who the imposter is. And you can do this over voice chat, but quite a lot of people can play this on their phone. They do it via text chat, and it is a surprisingly good laugh, and it's actually quite tense as well, whether you're an imposter or not, because you've either got to try and figure out who this person is before they kill you all, or you have to hide your identity to the best of your ability. So being very, very paranoid is a positive in this game. Agreed. I've I've given it a couple of goes. We've not played this together yet. I struggle with it on the phone. What I would like to do is I'd like to play this on on the PC or the Mac. Yeah. If I can play it on the Mac, I'm not sure whether I can. But yeah, I'd like to play it on a PC. So I do want to give it some more time. But yeah, I've played it a couple of times. It's... It's a clever idea. It's nice that a game like that has caught on finally, because it has been around for quite a while. Yeah, it's been for a couple of years now, I think. And um, I think the developer was getting towards end-of-life updates for it before all of a sudden somebody started streaming on Twitch and it caught on like nobody's business. Yeah, it's a good laugh. So, yes, we need to play that some more. And we recommend you play it as well. So... Another thing I've, uh, that's been quite good, actually, whilst we have all been locked away, we've not been able to go outside, has been VR. So, for those of you that have VR, you already know that it is an incredibly immersive experience, where you'd think going into it, like, you know, I know I'm sat on a sofa in my living room, you know, how different is it going to be? But I dare you to go and play something like Resident Evil 7 in VR and not get absorbed in that game. Playing that game myself, I was I was taking stress breaks through because that's just how immersed you are. You look around and you are in this world. Yeah. Yes, in reality, you are sat on your sofa, but as far as you can see and as far as your senses tell you, you're in a dilapidated old house in the middle of a swampland somewhere in America. And being able to have that kind of escape when you can't leave the house is absolutely incredible. Agreed. I have some issues with VR, and it's nothing that I, it's not that I don't like it. I find it gives me migraines quite quickly playing it, which is disappointing. I do have the PSVR, and I do love using it. I just can't use it in long bursts. But yeah, I, I do get what you mean. Seeing things like Resident Evil, where it's very realistic, it plays really well, and yeah, you get so immersed in the environment that you're in. Yeah, and... and- Speaking of like the social side of gaming as well, you have things like Sports Bar VR, where you're going to a virtual reality bar, which has like a pool table and 
darts and that kind of stuff and you can see your friends there so it's yet another way that you can socialize via gaming and if anything it's probably the most immersive way you can do this so we, we well i mentioned about games where you can feel like you're in a big open world and you can go exploring and you can go for a walk and what have you for yourself what, what, what do you think is a good game like that, that you could recommend to our listeners i think for open worldness although they're, they're not VR games, but I would say Grand Theft Auto Five and Red Dead Redemption Two are two games that I I would put up there because the maps are so big on those games and there's wide expansive areas for you to be able to search for hidden items and Easter eggs in the games. So yeah, I, I'm going to put both of those in again. They they're both games with large single-player campaigns but at the same time they they also do have their own online games as well so you can mix with other people in the real world and rob banks or do jewelry heists <laughs> and whatever you do on red dead redemption 2 online i'm not 100 percent sure because i've not actually tried that one but well i must admit i didn't think i'd be the one to have to uh to bring this up but uh, zelda breath of the wild i'd be one that i'd definitely recommend i was going to zelda after that i went for those two first because they have the online multiplayer whereas zelda's only single player Ah, so that is why i didn't put zelda in first but yes zelda (laughs) is zelda is yeah again one because the map is so big and you do have the ability to ride horses or uh, spoilers a motorbike at some point It's it's still a large map. There is so much to find in it. All 120 shrines and the, so many more with the DLC. And a lot of them are hidden behind quite clever puzzles. Well, for, for me, it's not so much the things that, uh, that you can go and find. For me, it's the way that the world kind of lives. That it reacts to like the things you do. Like you, you, you can accidentally start a fire and all of a sudden like, the scrubland around you will start catching fire and burning off on its own. It's got its own... Like natural ecosystem that carries yeah. on regardless of whatever you're doing it, it does that very like a proper world yeah it does that very well which a lot of games don't i mean even down to if it starts raining you can't climb a wall because the wall is now slippy but when it's dry and sunny you can climb the wall because it's, it's dried and it's no longer slippy yeah well, or if down you're high to... up in, in the mountains and it's cold you need to wear warm clothes or eat warm food yeah, lightning, when it when there is lightning, and if you're in a forest area or wooded area, the lightning, if it crashes into a tree, will cause the tree to set on fire, which you wouldn't get in... Not that you don't get it in games, because games are animated to go that way, but in Zelda it seems to... Fi- it feels like it's a lot more random, and yeah, it, it like you like would have in the real world. Yeah, it feels like it's that you've witnessed an event. Yes. And, it, and, and likewise, if you're wearing anything metal in a lightning storm, you're a massive target. Yeah, and it all works very well to give you an immersive feel of being in the real world, <laughs> along with the Insight game. <laughs> now, uh, another game that I'd recommend just for its big open world to go and explore, and it is very much a Marmite game. I'm one of the people who loves it, and it's Death Stranding. So this is a big, big world to go and walk about in. It's supposed to be America. It looks like Iceland, but country not the supermarket with its essentially very mountainous terrain covered in rubble from left 
bright and centre, like little streams running down from the mountains. It it is an absolutely beautiful world to look at, and the sheer scope of it. When initially you just start off on foot, and you have to walk across, admittedly not a one-to-one scale, but you have to walk across the entire of America. And it's a game you can get absolutely lost in for hours, whilst admittedly delivering pizzas to people or other sundry items. And it's it's a game that, when I read a description, shouldn't be fun. But I absolutely love it, because you are essentially a post-apocalyptic postman that's not Kevin Costner. Yeah, I've not played Death Stranding. I have watched you play it and the incredible amount of sponsorship for a certain energy drink in there is uh, <laughs> it's brilliant it is a game that interests me it's just i think too much walking and not enough in between <laughs> if that makes sense from what i've seen you'll probably tell me i'm wrong but it just feels a little too open if that makes sense yeah i, I kind of get that it is it is a massive massive world and it does take a while for you to get your first vehicle and the vehicles themselves are battery charged. And again, it's not a little bit after you get your first vehicle that you can start building roads that will keep your vehicles charged. So it, it does deliver quite slowly in bits the different elements of the game. And you know, I'm quite a way through it now and still finding new elements being added to it. But it does build and build and build. And it, like you say, it starts off where it is just walking through the wilderness. But it adds so much more to that as you go along. And I'm not going to say too much of it here because quite a lot of it would be a bit spoilery. But you feel a lot more involved in this world and its development because of what happens. And actually, that's another thing as well. So you, you can go around, you can build things. So the, the terrain itself is quite rough. And as you're walking along, you have to be able to keep your balance as you go. And this includes when you're walking through rivers, whether you're walking across rubble, whether you're trying to climb mountains. What you can do is you can build bridges, you can put ladders up, and these will then be shared with random other players just kind of on your server. So you can be walking along and you can see that somebody has built a bridge over this massive river that you're trying to get across. Or you can see that somebody has put a climbing rope on the edge of a cliff that will help you get to where you're trying to get to quicker. And it's these little bits of human interaction without even seeing other people that just kind of makes it that little bit special for me i absolutely love it yeah i have seen this because you, you get to like each other's placement yes, of things don't yes, you, you do. so yeah that's that's a clever way of doing things and uh, the the fact uh, one, one of the things i do like is as obviously again i've not played it but because you get the interaction of other people's items but you never see another player, do you? They're never in the game at the same time as you. Although, obviously, right, there's, yeah. there's millions of people that are. But there's no one else on your screen. You can see weapons, or oh, sorry, items, ropes, ladders, and bridges that they've built. But you could, you never see them, which I thought was quite a clever way of uh, of adding a, a social aspect to the game without it being a multiplayer game. Yeah, and it, it kind of harks back to what the likes of the, uh, the Soulsborne games did, where generally you're not going to see any other players but they can leave messages for you and now these messages can be hints on what to do next or you could be trying to trick people into walking around a corner into a death trap but it's that multiplayer without seeing other players it's it's a really interesting concept see another game that has something like that which is completely different in scale is super mario maker oh very true 
Yeah, and that's something I, I thought I'd bring to this list. There was a few Switch games I was going to include. But yeah, Super Mario Maker, it gives you the idea of being able to build a level that you want to play and that would test other people. We've done it with a couple of levels, haven't we? We have our, we have indeed. We have our own levels. that uh, were one that is extremely difficult to beat. Not many people have. <laughs> Yeah, but you get to leave comments on that for, oh, this is great, this is how you do it, or, you know, WTF, why have you done this? And, yeah, you get a you get an interaction factor on that. Again, you never see anyone else try your level, apart from if you get to watch the video at the end of it, but it's yeah, quite you, a good way. You also of... get to see, like, where most people have died or gone wrong whilst trying to do your level as well. Yes. So it even kind of gives you almost indirect feedback to your level design. So you can see where perhaps have made something too difficult you could make it easy you can see there's maybe long stretches where no one has had any issue whatsoever so perhaps you know let's throw another obstacle in there for people yeah i like our level our level was quite cool it, it was it was patently evil but yeah yeah i liked it but yeah and so super mario maker is one i was going to stick in there then uh not necessarily uh in in the same light but the rest of the Mario games that you could play multiplayer on your Switch, so Mario Kart, Mario Party, uh, Mario and Sonic Mario at the Mario 35 is a brilliant way of being able to play games online at the moment. It's <laughs> so fun. It is so crazy at times. I, I, I've taken to watching one streamer who is, I believe he's actually the world record holder for Super Mario Brothers 1, and he's crazy. Some of the videos he does where they've got so many enemies on screen, the game starts lagging or having no power-ups, collecting no coins, which gives you power-ups during the game, or, or going through the game like completely crouching so he can never run fast yeah it's yes. crazy but yeah watching some of those videos are great but yeah it's so fun to play so difficult as well because they've slightly changed the physics on the way the gameplay so jumps are slightly different and <laughs> yeah it's it's not quite the same game but it is the same game if that makes sense but yeah it plays and really you guarantee fun. they did that on purpose just oh, yeah. for people like yourself <laughs> yeah um one final game I'd probably recommend for the lockdown and it's a, a genre I haven't actually touched on with the game so far but it is one of my favourite genres. And it's a Japanese RPG by the name of Persona 5 Royal. If you're looking for a game where you can just get lost in it for about 200 to 250 hours, this is very much the game for you. It's a game where you live somebody's daily life for an entire year of their life. And whether that life involves going into dungeons based on people's incredibly bizarre thoughts and killing monsters that way, or whether your day involves going to your part-time job. It's a very good example of escapism in a situation that we're in now where we can't really live a normal life at the moment with the way lockdown is, and this gives you a chance to kind of vicariously try to live a normal life through somebody else. Well, I say normal, very bizarre things happen in that game. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. I haven't played the Royal Edition. I have played the original Persona 5, but I've spent nowhere near enough time to get really deep into the game. Well, for for anyone getting a PlayStation 5, it is one of the free games in the PS4, PS Plus collection. So it's only the standard edition of it's free, isn't it? Not the Royal. Yes, the, 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 the standard edition, not the Royal. I own the standard edition, whereas you own both. Indeed, because I'm far too much for a fan of this game and therefore have a very biased opinion. So, I've got a few more games I was going to mention. I will give an honourable mentions list and then I'll, I'll end with one that I will suggest at the end. 
Now, who does honourable mentions list? I know, I know. I'm doing an Ian here and having an honourable mentions list. (laughs) So, my honourable mentions, I was going to put a couple of fighting games in there. Mortal Kombat 11 and Injustice. I thought were good games to stick in. Yeah. Some of the games that we play on a regular basis that we haven't really covered. We've mentioned Destiny, but Destiny, uh, The Division and Division 2, Ghost Recon and Wildlands are both good games final fantasy 14 final fantasy 14 we've played an awful lot of recently i was going to put anthem in this list but no the lego games always fun they are multiplayer they're not online multiplayer but nice little multiplayer games you can play with someone else as long as they're sat next to you but you can get lost you know some of the marvel ones where they have an open world section as well are really fun to play uh some of my most platinum games are lego games on the playstation (laughs) other ones i wanted to mention dreams uh, yes, that came out true. recently this or early this year in, on the PlayStation. So Dreams is a video game creator. So it starts off with a little tutorial on how to build a basic level in a video game and then just gives you all the tools to make any kind of video game you want. But then you can also publish those games and play anyone else's published games on the game as well. So the game is kind of never-ending. There are so many possibilities with it. You can make your own games to have your own bit of fun or you can just sit there and play other people's games. And there's some ingenious games that people have made that are completely random and off the shelf. There are some games where people have literally tried to copy other games. There's Sonics, there's Mario's, there's Zelda's, there's... Didn't somebody do a version of PT on Dreams? Yeah, I believe someone did a version of PT. This it's just crazy the amount of stuff you can do and the amount of different things you could do from a football game to an action game to a horror game to a golf game to whatever type of game you want. It was just a really <laughs> good way of being able to try your hand at video game making. Yeah, because it is made by a media molecule, isn't it? The same people who made the Little Big Planet games. Yes. And so you it, can it, see it's that. almost been a natural progression for them. Yeah, because you have that kind of creator mode in Little Big Planet, but this is this is a step up and it's very, very well done. It does have its issues in places, but yeah, it, it's it's a very fun idea. And again for lockdown that that, that is a great idea. Other honourable mentions that we haven't done. So the racing games, you've got your Gran Turismo and your Forza and cars that we have mentioned. Battlefront and Overwatch and Battlefront 2 and Call of Duty and Battlefield are all games that are good multiplayer games to, to play on a cold winter lockdown evening. Very <laughs> uh, true. You've also got Fever and Pro Evo. Again, could play online. Try and beat the world at FIFA. Indeed. We, we, we should have another game of FIFA sometime. We should, but you beat me, so no. <laughs> I need to get better. I'm no good at the skills and tricks. I just sit there defend for 90 minutes. I'm not that good. And where I'm going to end this list, and I'm going to end it in in a weird way that I never thought I would. So You're scaring me out. What I was going to end it with Pokemon. And oh, I'm quite surprised okay. you never mentioned this. But the way I was going to end it was with Pokemon Go on mobile. Fair enough. Interesting choice. Please yeah, explain yourself. I, I just... Not everyone has a console, but not everyone has a mobile phone. But playing something like Pokemon Go was a great way of being able to play a video game that you didn't need a subscription to. You didn't need the console and the TV. You could sit in your house and play it. You can go for a walk and play it. It's a great way to actually interact with a game in the real world. You walk around to try and find the Pokemon that you don't have. You go and log into all the places so you get extra balls and power-ups and 
you're better explaining this than I am because you you play this a lot. Yeah, more yeah, than I'm, me. I'm, I'm going to agree with you to be fair because in, in a time where we can't really go out and do much stuff, what we can do is go out and walk, and this gives you a very good excuse to go out and just put feet to ground. And a, a lot of people don't like walking because it's dull, it's boring, they they don't have much to do. But th- this actually gives you a little bit of a purpose to your walk. You know, there, there are particular locations you can go to visit, whether they are different poker stops or gyms to do raids so yeah i I completely get where you're coming from with this and yeah i think that's a very very good selection yeah so uh, you're surprised by that aren't you you didn't think Uh, i'd do that i am (laughs) not only did i go for a pokemon game which i'm not it's not that i'm not a big fan of i never really played the pokemon games the first pokemon game was the the ones i owned on the switch i never had them on the game boys but yeah i i thought i'd add that in because it's just a nice way to end the list and it's a game that Pretty much anyone that owns a mobile phone can have a go at, uh, unless you rely on a Nokia thirty three ten, and then no, that's just like. <laughs> In which case, you have the joy of owning a Nokia thirty three ten, and knowing that you have the deadliest weapon known to man. Yes, and it will survive nuclear war. Indeed, the charger and the electricity so... might, but the phone will. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen more of them in the Fallout games. I'll be honest. Well, yeah, they <laughs> Re- replaced bottle caps with. Uh... <laughs> cockroaches of the communication world i mean maybe, maybe that's where we should have ended this list with fallout seen as we're, we're like half a step removed from that at the moment i mean the, the problem with that is you, the latest one is fallout 76 before that was fallout forward well, yeah let's let's time. never mention that again yeah yeah <laughs> get, so, yeah, get, so get a ps3 and own fallout news vegas apparently that's very good <laughs> very good again so yeah, so that that's been our experience in lockdown. That's been our recommendations for you all. By all <laughs> means, if you have any recommendations from yourselves, do get in contact with us. Let us know what you've been playing during lockdown. Yeah, please so, get in contact with us. Uh, we're on Twitter, as we've mentioned before. We are at Two Brick Gamers, number Two Brick Gamers. We're also the same on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page, all the same name. We do have a Facebook page now. It's finally happened. We do, we do. I've asked Ian to take care of it, and he's he's looked at it once. I have indeed. I've seen the page. Yes. The website is still being worked on. So yes, that concludes our lockdown special. So all that remains is for a goodbye from myself. And a goodbye from me. And we shall see you all again in our next episode. Yes. Do we know what it's about? Uh, we haven't discussed this, but I'm wondering whether next week we should do one on our unveiling of our new presents that we're buying you. Ooh, each for other? Our, our fancy new PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. I say each other. I meant ourselves. <laughs> I'm not buying your PlayStation. Oh. Well, I tell you what, you buy mine if I buy yours. Deal. Cool. So, yeah, I, I, nice. I think after a couple of days of having the PlayStation, we'll do our next podcast on the new PlayStations. I know we've done one looking well, at go. them, but now we will actually have them and we can talk about them. Yes. Now we will be able to actually look at them. Yes. So, yes, everybody can look forward to that in our next episode. So, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya.